0: Welcome to today's podcast by Preacher, as he provides sound teaching on the pure and undiluted truth of God's Word with life application that inspires you to live a holy life pleasing to God. We pray that these teachings will inspire you to live out your faith daily with confidence, be assured of your salvation in Christ, and God's unconditional love for you. Be still, said the psalmist... Be still and know that I am God. You are a marvelous person. And let me hasten to say that is by creation because as one has said that some of us have been tampered with and we're not exactly what God intended for us to be. Not too long ago it seems that a sister was taking her brother around to demonstrate to him the new car that she had bought i'm not sure it was a brand new car but it's a car new to her and so she took him for a drive and on that drive they had a slight accident the sister came back accusing the brother of being the one that caused her to wreck the car and the brother kept telling her that i was not driving the car how can you say that it was my fault that the car has been wrecked and smashed and scratched up well We come to this business thinking about what God has created when he created you. Now, beloved, it is no need for you to look at someone else and say, whether it be our society or whether it be his friend, neighbor, loved one, or whatever, and say that they're responsible for you being the person that you are, whether that either be good or bad, or to some degree, that's right. But in the basic final analysis of situation. If you happen to be in a good position, it is because basically you have done it on your own. And if you happen to be smashed up and wrecked and living in this kind of a condition and been tampered with, you have no one to look to outside of yourself as being the one that is responsible for the mess that you happen to be in. Same about this nature of ours. and. God didn't intend for the air to be polluted as we have polluted it. He did not do it to start out with. It is man that has done it. And if it's too thick for us to breathe, it means that we have made it that way. And if the water is not fit to drink, it simply means that we are the ones that have polluted it. Now, beloved, let me say to you that there is some difference between us and nature. It is so that nature can renew itself if given an opportunity and chance to. But we have this wonderful possibility... Uh, that we can renew ourselves within an instance, within an instance. You know, there was an article in the paper, and perhaps you saw it in the morning paper this week, I think it was on, what was it, Thursday, where one of our local writers was saying something to the fact that if you are a failure, in all probability is because you have chosen to be a failure. Now, the article was not too deep, but he was speaking to a fact that it is so, and one that we need to give serious consideration to and about. You see, we also have the power of renewal. And this can come to us in a fantastic way. If you turn to the book of Romans, the 12th chapter, and I think it is the second verse. The writer there is making one of the most astounding statements that can be made to man. Now, you recall that statement that the Apostle Paul was making to the church at Rome uh, when he said to be not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind. Would to God that all of us would be able to get in our mind what the Apostle Paul is saying. Now, beloved, it is not so because the Apostle Paul said it. It is not written in our scriptures. It is not so just because it is said here within the sacred word of God. It was a universal truth before this word was written. It is a universal truth and was a universal truth before the Apostle Paul was able to put it into words. From the very beginning of time, this has been so. Be ye therefore transformed. How? By the renewal of your mind. Now we thought we had to be renewed and can be an aid to take another job or take another position or leave the country or leave the town or do 10,000 other things that you have the possibility of doing only to come to the place to find out that it didn't do the job that you had hoped that it would do. There is only one way and one way alone for us to be renewed. And the Apostle Paul has put it into words. Be ye therefore transformed, not by the process of this world or thinking in relation to this world, it can't be done, but by the renewal of this thing right here. You are a marvelous creation. My, you're a marvelous creation. And that statement is worth more silver than gold than you can carry around. To be renewed by the use of this marvelous mind that God has given to you. The learned ones of our society, both past and present, have reduced failure to one principle or one cause, and one cause alone. If you've been reading any of the books lately, they all reduce it to the one and the same thing and that is the lack of confidence in yourself. Or another way to put it, if you're a failure, it is because you're afraid to live. You're afraid. Lack of confidence. Being afraid. And if you're afraid, that is because you do not understand this marvelous creation that God has brought forth in you. And beloved, I would remind you of an astounding fact. That I was a preacher quite a while before I began to pick up the significance of what God said In the book of Genesis, when it talks about creation, when it talks about the creation of man, male and female, created he them. And when he looked at his creation, the King James has it translated, that word has it translated uh, good. And when he looked at his creation, he said it was good. Well, that's not quite what he said. What he really said, I believe, would be a better translation of it. When he looked at his creation, he said, this is beautiful this is precisely what I intended this is perfection this is exactly what I had in mind before I called it into existence and made it a physical reality beautiful what I have done is perfection and it is beautiful and beloved he was talking precisely about you about you now if we're going to really to be what God intended for us to be, we're going to have to understand something about the way that this mind of ours is capable of working. Capable of working. Because if you do not believe that you are hampered by the way that you think or by the fear that you carry within your heart and within your mind and your soul, is because you don't understand than what God has really done when he called you into existence you see we spend a lot of our time and we talk about what we ought to be and what we ought to do but seldom do we get around really pointing out step by step the things that we can do to make life different for us and I would like to spend just a little time this morning calling to your attention just three things that you can do to make your life completely and different than it is if you wanted to do so and I don't care who you are and where you are or where you happen to be at this particular time physically emotionally or mentally we need to understand in the first place that there's two parts by and large to this mind of ours there's a rational part of our mind that we think with and that's a small part of it they tell me in fact some of the authorities tell me that they're in a the position I suppose to know that we only uh, use just a fraction of our mind seven eighths of it I believe they say is what we call the subconscious mind The subconscious mind. Now I'd like for you to think of that subconscious mind in the general terms of it being a computer. It's one of the most marvelous computers that we know anything about. I think someone said, did I not see it in one of our magazines some months ago or maybe even a year ago, that if man would create a computer that had some of the capabilities of the mind of a man, of a person, that would take up about six city blocks. Now you stop to think about that for a moment. It's an awesome thing. There's nothing like it. Men only knows partially about it. We begin to understand that the father of our modern psychology, uh, William James, said that the greatest discovery that was made in the 19th century was not in these other marvelous things that man has been able to bring forth, but in how to begin to use and unlock the human brain. And I don't claim to be a prophet, and neither do I claim to be so wise, but I would say that in our century, in a century yet to come, that one of the greatest discoveries that's going to be made is when someone, somewhere, someplace is going to be able to unlock this mind that God has given to us, and what a marvelous thing is going to take place with man when that happens. But we need to understand that part of this great mind that God has given to us is what we call a subconscious mind. Now that part of our brain is completely without failing it in this sense. It has no conscience. It passes no judgment. It will only deal with what you give it to deal with. It can only give back to you what you feed into it. That's all it has to work with. And if you tell yourself such foolish things that you're worse than you were yesterday, your subconscious mind in all probability will lay hold of that and it's going to try to make it work out just that way for you if you tell yourself that you're going to fail and that's all you give your subconscious mind, if you tell that subconscious mind that you're brand X and if you tell your mind all of these negative things, you can rest assured that that's all your computer has to work with is going to work with it. And it makes no judgment on whether it's right or wrong. It seems not to care whether it's right or wrong and different completely and totally. It'll give back to you exactly what you give to it. And it will only work with what you feed into it. It doesn't make any distinction between what is brave and what is fearful. It doesn't have an ability to be able to pass judgment at all. And beloved, you can jam this beautiful computer by riding off in every direction and never having anything clear in your mind. One of the greatest things that you could possibly do for yourself and for the kingdom of God is for you to distill within your thinking and come to a clear picture of what it is that you are after, what you want to be. What do you want to do? And give this to your mind to work with. Some time ago, I was in a shoe store buying some shoes. The lady was there trying to buy her pair of shoes. She looked through 14 different pairs and couldn't find any. She walked out. She had the young lady so confused. She says, I wish to God they'd make up their mind what they want before they come in here. She didn't say it to me. She just said it more to herself than anyone else. Well, you know, I can almost hear God saying to us, or the Holy Spirit... Would to God that we would make up our mind, distill with our own thinking, what it is that we think that are basic, what it is that we want, what it is we need, what it is we should be and should have. Let it be clear. And as Jesus said, according to your faith, so let it be. So let it be. One of the greatest problems that we have within our society today is dealing with our own intellect. Because you see, in all probability, you're already wise enough to know that what I am saying to you, that is part of it, is true. It's the most difficult thing in the world for you to accept the simplicity of the way that you can be kind to yourself. And be more perfectly what God intended for you to be than any other way. It is neither complicated or difficult. It is so simple that we fall over trying to get a hold of it. We do not have to go to another country, another place, another town, another city to be able to fulfill our lives. Now the fulfillment of it may take you there. I'm not speaking against that. But right where you are, with what God has given to you, it is neither by chance. God did not make a mistake calling you into existence. The Peter says, before the foundation of this world was laying, God had you in mind. I do not know what we're talking about. That's an awesome thought. Peter had I believe it to be so you're not here by chance you are a creation of God and when God looked at that creation he said it is beautiful it is perfect it is exactly what I was calling for but your intellect gets in the way and tells you it's not quite that simple oh if we were not so learned in so many different ways if we could come to the place as Jesus said with a childlike faith and accept what he has tried to tell us is the possibilities for our life. What do you have to lose? Why don't you try it? Why don't you try to program this mind of yours? Secondly, use your imagination. God in creating you has given to us one of the most remarkable faculties that could ever be thought of. And you know the most of us do use our imagination, but we let this thing run wild, just run wild. That's tragic. Have you ever come to a place within your mind where you know that you need to do something about your imagination? That you need to bring it under control? That you need to make it work for you? Imagination is being able to form mental pictures in your mind. Those can be good pictures or they can be bad pictures. The truth of it is, one who is wise in the ways... Of man in the world has said that you're basically right now what you have imagined yourself to be. Could you believe that? That you are right now basically what you have in the past imagined yourself to be. I know one thing it's the most awesome power that we know to the recreation of life. Or the redoing of life. Now, if you want to see how potent this horse is that we live with every day, but yet I do not consider it, if I would lay a 10-foot board down here in this church, 10-foot long and 2-foot wide, and I would lay it here in the aisle, and I'd ask all of you to walk on it. Every one of you, if you had a mind to, would walk on it without any fear at all. Wouldn't you? You'd just get up and walk on the board. But now, let me raise this board on top of this church and tell you to walk on it. How many of us would be able to walk on it? I'm not quite sure I would. And the reason why is because my imagination takes over and it begins to tell me certain things that I'm not accustomed to, you see. It's no different than that board and reality being here on the floor on top of this building. If I can walk on aided here, I should be able to walk on aided there, only for one reason, and that is my imagination comes into play and oh what it does for me and when it comes to the place listen to this awesome statement when it comes to the place when your will you may desire to walk on that board when your will and your imagination comes in conflict one with the other which one is going to win if you're not careful it will be your imagination in every situation now isn't that interesting and we as Christians do not stop long enough to even to think about the awesome way that God has put us together and to use these mental faculties that God has given to us. This is the most beautiful thing in the world it can be used, the imagination. I saw a boy years ago. It is so fixed within my mind as using your imagination that I can remember it as if it was only yesterday. I remember this boy walking down the road. He was acting sort of peculiar just a little fellow, maybe six or seven years of age. And he was walking down the road. It was in the summertime. And he was looking and acting so peculiar that I took special note of him because of his peculiar way he was walking and acting. I can tell you even the street was on. was out on Palatka Road, out in the south end of Louisville. The mailboxes, seven or eight of them, there along the side of the road. And he was approaching these mailboxes. And he was acting so peculiar. But when he got up to these mailboxes, He drew his gun and shot them all down. Imagination. Imagination. Now probably his mother had sent him to the grocery for a loaf of bread. But he had killed 14 villains before he got there. He never had a gun. He had on shorts and no shirt. But in his mind, he had rid our community of those who would do us in. The marvelous faculty of being able to imagine. Those who are wise in our society today tell us that this marvelous faculty that God has given to you can change your life completely and totally. That you can use this marvelous thing that has been given to you and right upon your brain and your mind that will go into your subconscious mind this thing that neither sleeps nor slumbers. This marvelous thing that has a direct connection. If any part of your body has a direct connection and an outlet with God and with the all-powerful mind of God, it is your subconscious mind. You can give it to this information and while you're asleep, it will work and produce for you. Isn't that something? And you have it. And that part of your mind is inferior to no one or nobody. Nobody. Oh, you may think that you're a brand X, but you're not. That part of your mind is linked with God. I am amazed that the psalmist of long ago understood this when he looked at the situation and began to consider man. And then he began to understand that God has created man in such a way that he's above all the rest of the creation. Everything is put in subjection to him. Did you get what the psalmist said? He uses some names there, but he is saying the space above the earth the heavens is subject to him the things upon the earth are subject to him and the psalmist could only think the deepest place was of the earth was in the sea and the things that are under the earth are in the sea is in subjection to him and mean, he looked at the situation he is saying that even you are greater than the angels in heaven you have been made and created just a little less the psalmist said than God now isn't that beautiful You are. Oh, what a marvelous person. You really are. You really are. You have the ability and the capability of bringing yourself to be just a little less than the God that created you. What are you today? Where do you stand? The most beautiful thing about it is, if you are anywhere lower than you think you ought to be, Beloved, you can change that and you can change it by starting today. And easy does it. In the last place, let me say to you, you cannot force your mind. You cannot force your subconscious mind. You cannot intimidate it. You can give it what it needs, distill within your thinking and get a clear picture of what it is, whatever it might be. God intended for you to be fulfilled. He never created a person and called them into a position to be frustrated all their life. God intended for you and your life to be fulfilled. Of course he did. But you cannot intimidate your subconscious mind. You can't force it. Get in mind what you really want and distill it. Play it upon your mind. The picture of it. And then be still. And know that I am God. Let it work for you. Let God and his spirit, that is a vital part of you, do the thing that it needs to do. And God said to those restless men of long ago that would do battle, whatever it might be with, saying to them, be still and know that that I am God. Beloved, let me say to you that there's an answer for every problem that you have or ever will have. There's an answer to the dilemma that you might be in if you happen to be in one. There is an answer. There is a way out. There is a way through it. And there is a God that is at hand, ready, willing to help you and to give you the answer that you need. No one else may be able to give you the answer, but there will be an answer that will come to you. No one else may agree with you. But there will be the answer that will come to you that will suit you precisely and exactly in the situation where you are. And it will be the best possible answer that you could ever possibly come up with. Because you see behind you stands the man that called you into existence. There stands with you one that we know as the Lord Jesus Christ that has made it possible for the Holy Spirit to be part. Of your very being today not tomorrow today and you are in a position to be able to bring to be within your being something of yourself and the unique way that God has created you and something of the power of the living God that has called each one of us to reality today oh Lord Jesus Help us that we might believe while we hear. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. Hope you were blessed. We pray the Holy Spirit will make you a doer of his words, finishing the work he started and making you more like Christ for the transformation of this world and preparation for heaven.